Hello, spiritual beings, friends, and lovers. I'm Candice Kumai. Welcome to the Wabi Sabi podcast, episode number 88. Now you may see that I'm a little bit more relaxed than usual, or you may hear that in this case. <laughs> um, it's the first time I'm doing a podcast from Washington State. I have been out here relaxing with my partner, drinking cider and kombucha, living it up in the forest, forest bathing, shinrin yoku, komorebi, meditation, and just chilling the fuck out in nature. Sounds like I'm high, but I'm not. Maybe I've tried some microdosing here and there recently, and I'm enjoying life. So here we go. Podcast number 88 is going to be all about a special topic that you all voted on this week. Protecting your own energy, knowing what it is, and knowing what it's not, and helping to learn to let go of old patterns while you can still build that life that you want. This podcast topic was recommended to me by Iva Jur, who wrote me a little love letter that we'll start with today on the podcast. If you ever want, you can email me at info at candiskumai.com or write in the comments on Instagram. I'll always write you guys back. And I love your comments. I love my audience. So thank you for being a part of this movement. I cannot do it without you and we are making progress. So I'll give you some announcements that are juicy by the end of this podcast. Number 88, it's time to start notes, guys. So notes today, really good self-reflection. And I hope that you have enjoyed the lineup of guests that we have coming up on Wabi Sabi. So Iva Jur says, I'm going to go and listen to your podcast now. She says, I really love it. I started listening to your podcast in May, and since then, I've listened to most of your past episodes. You know, you really love a podcast when you listen to old episodes. I'm glad that in episode 86, you talked about a life path and career. That's really something that I've been especially reflecting on these past two weeks. I've been experiencing a lot of changes regarding work and life in general. I have always had multiple passions and I've tried doing something with them in ways I knew at particular points in my life that worked. But now that I feel like I want to take my path to the next level and be more courageous and do something closer to my life's purpose, I've been reflecting on how to utilize my talents to serve for a greater purpose. I have a lot of amazing people in my life. But when I try talking about these things, not everybody can necessarily understand. So I realize that I need to embody what I believe in. It can feel lonely. Gladly listening to your podcast, Wabi Sabi, I see that there are people who I can connect with as part of myself, which makes me feel understood, even when it's one stream communication. I thought you are spot on. So she says in, in closing here, so your podcast has been helpful in different areas in my life and career, spirituality, personal goals and values. Thank you with a big heart. I love how you incorporate serious and deep life topics with humor and imperfection. I think the way that you're using your experiences in your life to serve others is inspiring many lives. And I also believe that you're going to do many great things with your future as well. Can you hear me smiling? What a fucking darling girl. Sending you many hugs. 
P.S. I am so sorry for the long message, but I really had to say all of this. She put a lot of cute Japanese emojis in there, like the hug emoji, the sparkles, and the sweaty guy with the sweat bead on his forehead. You know what? You are so cool, Iva. I love this. You keep me going. I go through my own ups and downs with depression, with really awful anxiety and worries. And it is women like you who keep me going. Perfect strangers that can find each other from other parts of the world. You know, Iva convinced me to focus on setting personal boundaries and reserving energy today and how to do it versus saving money during the pandemic time and and post-pandemic, if you will, during the recession coming up. She said that is a very American topic. And considering the fact that so many of you listen from all over the world, and I know who you are because I check the statistics and all of our chartable uh, metrics after every episode. I really, my hands on my heart, I thank you for being part of this global audience that has a profound love for Japanese wellness. It can't just be me that is concerned about morals and values and the human heart as a compass and a measurement and a testament to our lives. It can't just be me that cares about being a good person, even if nobody cares. And it cannot be just me that genuinely cares about helping others to be of better service for free, expecting nothing in return. It has to be you that's listening right now that actually gives a shit about these important things while everybody else looks like a clown and thirst fucking mongering and fear mongering like all day. I have no interest in being a part of that. People can do whatever they want when you do quality work, when you have good morals and values, when you pay attention to the right key players, those key players notice you and they know, everybody knows, the cream always rises to the top and there will be a mass exodus at some point when people don't want clickbait and they don't want thirst traps and they don't want insane amounts of content that are in your face anymore. I still find the value of a book. I find the value in a deep conversation with your family members, with your partner's family members, with your deep closest friends. I still find value in others that have an offering that can be as simple as laughter or joy or maybe opening up your eyes to something completely different. I've been spending so much time in nature that normally I don't get. There is something wrong when we say the moment that I graduated from college was the moment that my life started and I haven't stopped since. CC was a really good indicator for me, you guys. Oh boy, here comes waterworks. Okay, give me give me a second. CC was a great indicator of this timeline in life, right? So you're you're graduating from college, you're 20, 21 and you have 20 years after that time to make something of yourself. Being a child of immigrants was not easy, and I know many of you have really tough parents. Because if you and I are alike, that means that you can relate to the fact that your parents made you feel like you could never be good enough for them. There is a golden standard in my household and my parents, my father lives and thrives off of integrity and my mother lives and thrives 
off of having a golden standard in our household. And that is how my sister and I were able to work our way to find a path that was enlightening in a way where we were enriched through things that we loved, but we also could figure out how to help others. And we could not do it half-ass. My parents would never accept that. There are many different ways today we can talk about reserving energy and setting boundaries, but what we'll really focus on today is actionable advice that we can all do at home together. So here's where I think Iva and all of you have voted today to hear this topic. So she was stating that, you know, because I live in Europe, I feel like finances are really related to generally uh, U.S. audiences. But I'm sure that your audience may need to hear it now. And you know what? Anybody can speak about finance, right? Susie Orman, for example, has like zero experience in finance. And yet people think she's like some finance guru. No, thanks. I'm all about learning from a CPA, a tax person. So I am, I suppose, experienced in protecting my own energy and knowing what is for me and what is not because of the 20 years after learning from college to where I am now, navigating this thing called life is really difficult. And being a human being is really fucking difficult. If anybody didn't tell you you're doing a good job, I'm going to tell you firsthand right now, you're doing a great job, a brilliant job. First and foremost, you listen to this podcast. Here we go, juicy. So you know about all the juicy insider info. Second, you probably have really good morals and values. And third, you're always open to learning new things, which is fabulous. Many of the practices that I implement in my books and my writing and my work on uh, news broadcasting is actually from the reverend and the monks and the mountains of Japan and also my Buddhist background. I, I read a lot of Buddhist parables. I read a lot of books. And recently I've been reading more on Ram Das and his life path. There is a correlation between many of us where we feel that we are on a different path than others. And there is no denying that we can't help that others will not understand that path. So first I'll start with one of my greatest pain points, girlfriends. All right, maybe it's boyfriends too. It could be a bunch of like gay fab men that also go through the same problem. The first thing that happens is when you feel that you are different than everyone else, and then you start to know that you're different, and then other people start to notice that you're different. That is the beginning of the separation of energy. That is where you need to decipher somewhere in your heart and mind when it is right to let go of the people that make you feel small. And I'm talking about an old friend from childhood, a girlfriend from college, that ex-boyfriend who's a piece of shit. I'm talking about the people that you want to get rid of because they don't make you feel good. It is not to say that we should judge others based off of the way that we are treated. 
But there is something to be said about life's path. And if we want our path to be full of light and love and kindness, and those who make us feel really good and uplifted, supported, that means you will have to decipher who goes on this journey with you. I'm going to repeat this several times because many people feel that they must be friends with people forever. You do not have to be friends with everyone you become friends with. There is a reason, a season, a rhyme. There is always a reason why you meet someone and they are not necessarily for a lifetime. When I was in my early 30s, I started to realize a vast separation between some friends I went to college with that I loved dearly. And I paid a price for hanging on to somebody in that group that really brought me down. My therapist in New York once told me, you are too light for the darkness. And the first rule in lifeguarding, Candace, don't let them take you down with them. You're going to drown in their darkness if you continue on the path of listening to the yappy yip-yap of a chihuahua in your ear over what you should be doing with your fucking one beautiful life. Fuck that. I ain't taking advice from that chick and I don't even know where she's at and I really frankly don't care. I have a great life. I have great friends. I had an earful from this person about what I should be doing with my life. And it was so disturbing that the other girls in the friend group saw it. Now, I think people choose to do these types of things with their energy when they have nothing better to do with their time, when they are jealous of what you are doing on your path, and when they are suffering dearly inside and they would like to take it out on you. You become a target when you decide to take the path less traveled. Write that down. You become a target when you decide to take the path path less traveled. I cannot explain this enough to you. I knew I was different starting in preschool. Not just because I looked different than everyone else. I knew I was different because of the way that I felt. And in high school, I said to my group of friends, don't you all want to become a somebody one day? Like somebody who is remarkably known for something unique, an offering to this world that can help others, something different. And they laughed at me. I once told a man that I maybe sort of dated, he would be lucky if we dated, that I was going to be a somebody. And he laughed at me. There was once some random roommate that lived with an old friend of mine. He asked me what I wanted to be and I told him about how I was going to become a somebody. And he also laughed at me. And then my friend turned to me and said, My roommate's comment made me so mad because I know that you are going to become a somebody. All this to say, 
I know if you know what is coming for you and that you have so much faith in God that he will always provide for you the next day. If there is enough for the birds to eat tomorrow, why even worry about today? Reserve the energy. Do not waste it on haters. Do not waste it on that jealous girl in your friend group. Don't waste it on the jealous aunt who has a miserable marriage. Don't waste it on the fucking girl who's married to an alcoholic who hates her life. Just focus on you. Don't worry about everything else. You can't save everyone. I've tried to do that too. You can't. In Writing Spirited, the next book coming out with Audible, I'm hoping and praying that we can drop this book January 23. One, two, three. That would be ideal because number one, we are all in need of light during this time. We are in need of an explanation behind equanimity, which is the practice of loving others just the same. Whether you are a janitor, cleaning lady, a producer, a director, a freaking writer, it doesn't matter. No one on this planet should be treated better than another human being. For no reason should we put people on pedestals. And I've said this on the podcast multiple times. Don't you dare let another person tell you that you are not worthy of everything you've ever dreamed of. The only reason why people will deter you off of your path, Iva, is because they don't want that for you. Stick to the friends who say, fucking get it. I believe in you. I got your back. When it comes out, let me know. How can I help you? Candace, how are you doing? Girl, you are on a roll. You are killing it. I've been watching you. I'm so proud of you. These are things that my friends say, and I love them. My group has gotten smaller with time, but that is like any good sculpture and woodwork. You start with a big ass piece of clay or wood and you whittle it down to perfection. And although we know on this podcast that perfection is fleeting, wabi-sabi, we also know that if life is truly all about perfectly imperfect celebration, then we must celebrate those who are naysayers that hate us, that bring us down. I had some girl write some nasty comments not long ago, and I thought to myself, geez, how could you be so rude? And P.S. I will pray for you, girl. Some people just want to take others down with them, as my therapist once said in New York. Don't let the haters take you down with them. Reserve the good energy. Put it aside. Don't read the news. Don't follow those who make you feel like shit. And you do not need to be friends with people that make you feel small. Reserve the energy. How to know what's for you and what's not for you. On a career path in life, and also in romantic relationships, personal relationships, and emotional relationships, we can sense what is for us through the way that we feel. People will always remember how you made them feel. I know that meeting new friends along my path 
is really cool and special, especially at this point after Cece passed and after I finished writing book number seven. After turning 40 in May, I said to myself, I must learn to let go of the things that were not meant for me, and I must do so with grace. I must be grateful for the things that did not flourish or come my way that I dreamed of that I wanted so badly. We can let go of the things that were not meant for us because typically what we want and what we dream of does not really pan out the way that we thought it was going to. Knowing how to decipher what's for you is obvious. It's right in front of you. When I met my partner, I fought so hard on, oh no, this can't be it. This isn't for me. I'm a New York City girl. <laughs> you know, I, I, I walk on TV sets and, and write books and I imagine myself being almost like a Anna Wintour type one day. And then I realized to myself like, oh no, that's not for me. Being in nature, teaching people about komorebi, shinrin-yoku, teaching people about osettai, learning about the spiritual beings through the monks in the mountains, learning the Four Noble Truths, studying the Bodhidharma and all the different types of Buddhism, that has been eye-opening and fascinating. Whatever your practice is, know it and study it. Please don't buy into the hype. I don't think that social media is the anecdote to freedom. I think that knowing thyself is the anecdote to freedom. Sure, take a fucking microdose of mushrooms if you need to. Find the clarity however it comes your way. If you're going to do drugs, do them responsibly. If you're going to go out and date, find that partner that you've always dreamed of, do it responsibly. If you're going to go out and find a new job, do it responsibly. Being an adult means that we learn to open our minds and hearts to new and exciting opportunities. Now that we are grown, we can set better examples for those who are young, knowing when you are at the top of your game, when you are doing what you love, when it feels in tune and in tandem, like poetry in motion in your life, that is when you know you're on the right path. If you don't know what I mean, watch the last dance and watch the sequences of Jordan Rodman and Pippin playing together in tandem. It is poetry. It's the most beautiful basketball of our time. And it is because there is so much passion, grace, and flow. When things are meant for you, they will flow and they will be easy. When things are not meant for you, they will be difficult. It will feel very much that you are not doing the right thing. And you must ask yourself, does this feel good? Do I feel right on this path? If you are stuck at a corporate job you hate, if your boss is torturing you, if you just feel like you are in the wrong place at the wrong time, 
get out. Life was not meant for you to feel stuck. Inevitably, all of us will suffer, and that is a sure thing next to death and taxes. But I do believe there is a path that is less taken by others that you have forged for you. I know we can spend a lot of time watching 90 Day Fiance, or if you're like my dad, the history of food or forged in the fire, where they do psychotic like samurai moves on fake dolls. Not a fan, but (laughs) I'm like, what the hell? And all of you who are listening from different countries, listening to this American way that we are, oh Lord, let me tell you, a lot of us know that the American way is not the only way and that it's a little crazy. But what we can learn from each other globally is that we all have beautiful practices within our own cultures that make a huge impact in life. I have been recently studying Reiki and I find that human touch and feeling and incorporation of love and energy can be good and we can pass it on through others. It is very possible that the tone of my voice with this ASMR tone that you guys all love, maybe my voice was supposed to be healing and recognition of some sort of good energy collectively through a Reiki-like tone. I will study it and find out. The best journalists take years to write, produce, develop, report, and We do not care about clickbait, hard, fast, gossip, shitty writing, quotas, all that bullshit. It's really weird how we used to read, you know, Newsweek or Time magazine. And now all of a sudden, the internet is a cesspool of just like way too much information. So the other part of knowing what's for you and what's not is taking a step back not paying attention to YouTube or to the news or to clickbait, not reading any garbage, but rather picking up a Marianne Williamson book, a book on Ram Dass, a book by Dr. Andrew Weil. It could be as simple as going into the forest and meditating for 30 minutes only. I watched a beautiful documentary on Brian Wilson, the writer and vocalist for the Beach Boys, and I learned about his beautiful life. His life was an example of wabi-sabi in motion. He knew that music was always for him. He reserved his energy for music when he had his energy, and then when his demons would come, and they did come, just like they do for each of us. Not one of us will escape our demons. When his demons came, they virtually ate him alive to the point where it did not enable him to sing or perform. He took a break mentally from music, was heavily manipulated by a very interesting person that was claiming to help him. And then when he came back years later, people never forgot his prolific work. Most notably, I believe, would be God Only Knows, a fabulous song written by the Beach Boys that will touch your heart. Knowing Brian's story makes his entire 
life seem like a miracle and that if he can live through his mental health issues, then we all are able to do the same. So look to others who have done the work, who outperform, who do their best, who are the top of their game. Look to those. Surround yourself with key people that make you a better person. That leads me to my next point, which is stop hanging out with people that keep you in a very low vibration or vortex. There's no need to go out and drink all the time. There's no need to go out and party. There's no need to do excessive drugs or drinking. It's just not worth it. If people are lazy and they don't get shit done or they criticize or they gossip or they talk poorly about others, you don't need to hang out with those people. Learn to say no and to start raising your vibration It sounds like woo-woo shit, but there's really not a whole lot of other ways to put it. You know what I mean. Speaking of, Good Vibrations was another great Beach Boys song. I am obsessed with God Only Knows. I think it's one of the most beautiful songs that was ever written. And we thank Brian for his beauty and art. If you are looking for a new documentary, let me recommend the docu on Brian Wilson to you. Lastly, one of the things that Iva asked was, how do you make a shift like letting go of old patterns that are in your life and building the life that you want? I know this is going to sound like a tall order, but hear me out on this. We live in a world where the more TikTok followers or Instagram followers or YouTube subscribers you have, the better you seem to a client or an agent or a producer or manager, etc. That's not true. What is true is that everybody has a body of work. They have a resume and they carry their clout and their respect and their body of work is always going to be with you. I think and believe that if you study as a fashion designer, as a UX UI artist, as somebody who wants to create their own line of supplements, beauty products, makeup, Maybe you're a graphic artist or you're a architectural, you know, firm owner, an art collector. Maybe you're in the military. Maybe you work at a bank. It could be as simple as that. Find out the body of work that you need and want for your life. So if you want to get out of banking and move towards your dream of owning a flower shop, learn your art and craft, read about starting a business, find out where you can work in wholesale, find out who you can emulate and learn from, intern somewhere. When you become the key player in your field, it will take a lifetime. 
Monks are dedicated to their work, not for a month or five months or five years, but for a lifetime. That dedication is so powerful that when you see and feel them, you will be able to fall in love in awe over their devout devotion to their practice. Whether it is at a monastery in Florence or it is in the woods in Shikoku, I have been there with them. I have studied, recorded, documented, written documentaries for news stations, and now multiple books on the monks. They do not care about Facebook and they could give a shit about your Instagram profile. Look to those who are above it all in the most noble way. All of this shit on your phone is just noise. It is so beneath you. What you are able to achieve in a lifetime is truly dependent on how much effort you give to your life. What practice would you love to learn today? I am enriching my life by learning deeper format of Japanese conversational language. I am taking Reiki courses by Japanese instructors because culturally for me, it is very important to carry on a legacy from the roots of Japan. We are a culture that has been tormented, that has been not only received two atomic bombs, but we were also put into internment camps in the U.S., And that's a pretty name for concentration camp. If you do the research on what your ancestors have done for you to pave the way, and I will say this on the podcast over and over, do not leave a legacy of disgrace and disgust, scam artists, and all kinds of con artists out there. Do not leave a legacy of thirst or wanting to be famous or rich, but rather find the place in between the heart and the mind, where you can touch the soul of another individual a million miles away, and you will find a fulfillment that I cannot describe to you other than the fact that you are on the right path. And there are not many of us left that will continue this legacy, but I will remind you that my mother's entire family still lives in Tokyo and in southern Japan in Beppu. And while we pass on, and there are not many of us left, and the numbers and population of Japan will decline severely over the next few decades, what I will not lose and I will refuse to lose is the golden standard in which we practice what we do, because it is what makes Japan and the Japanese so very special, a gift to the world. So whether you are from Syria, Afghanistan, Iran, Egypt, Europe, Poland, the Czech Republic, the Ukraine, Russia, China, Taiwan, Hawaii, you could even be from the South here. You could be from Colorado. It doesn't matter. We're all the same in equanimity. We all bleed the same. We all cry the same. We all laugh the same. We have the same fucking interests food, sex, drugs, music, we're all the same. And by the way, nature. I mean, nature is something that will always keep you grounded. And while I'm sitting in the middle of the forest in Bainbridge Island in Washington, check it on a map. It is fabulous. 
I will tell you that I often think I am so dumb for thinking that my life was about high heels, big boobs, small waist, nice butt, and presenting to everyone like I was perfect. I put on a brave face for 20 years because that was my job. But the podcast has enabled me to bring you light and reality and love. Through this different medium, I'm able to be really honest with you guys in a brutal way and say, forget about what other people think about you and what other people care, what other people wish for you. And if you feel like you are stuck in a place where you do not wish to go, you will start step by step and that's okay. If you do not want to be at a job anymore, take the steps to leave. If you are in a relationship that is bad, take the steps to leave. If you are unhappy with where you are in your life, don't take it out on others. Do the self-work. That's therapy. That's exercise. That's eating really well. Learning how to cook. Surrounding yourself with really good people. And make sure that you read more books on the topics you want to fall in love with. Create a life that you would love and would be worth living every moment. Now you are not going to be happy all the time. The first rule in Buddhism is that we practice. This world and life in itself is suffering. And it always will be. But we can practice much like the Buddha did, who is not a deity. He was just like you and me. And he was enlightened through practicing meditation, being a good person, following these truths. Now, we don't need to be a perfect Buddhist to be a good person. And I'm not going to turn into a monk all of a sudden. (laughs) I don't know if I ever will, but, you know, with time, they are my greatest guides and teachers in my life. And I feel that my calling very much is to run parallel with them and to get their very quiet messages to the masses. We are all merely just messengers and you will choose the messages that you wish to bring into the light. That is up to you, my friend. I don't know what they will be, but you certainly know how they will unfold. Just watch. Well, I would like to announce that we will be working with Ariana Huffington very soon. She has been a guiding light to me, a mentor, a friend, and somebody that I very much admire who broke barriers in a man's world very early on. And I am so proud to be working with her. I thank my girlfriend, Shanina Scheich, for being on episode 87. Please check it out if you have not yet. She is fabulously so fun and very easy to talk to a former well still going actress and model but also an advocate of wellness and health and lifestyle and she will continue to do her beautiful work in modeling and wellness and tv and acting for a long time so we look up to her very much in her practices and check out the shiseido J Beauty Show on YouTube for Shiseido USA. And also know that 
I will be continuing to run this podcast as much as I can before the book drops. I would love to hear your topic choices and your love letters on how Wabi Sabi has changed your life. Please share this podcast right now with two friends. Good karma. And make sure to write a five-star review on Apple and iTunes. My book, Kintsugi Wellness, has been published in 10 languages. Find it in your home country right now. And don't forget to subscribe so that you can get this podcast every week and get a Japanese-Polish-American girl's perspective on life raised by a Buddhist mom and a Christian dad. But for some reason, we were raised Catholic. So sound like you? Maybe. (laughs) I'm dying of laughter. I love you guys. Have a fabulous week. Please share this pod wherever you can. Watch a new docu. Blow your own mind. Take those tiny little baby steps to get to that life that you've always dreamed of. And don't forget, this isn't going to happen overnight. I'm only 40. I have a long way to go. But I am telling you guys, the more humbled I've become by my pitfalls and grace, breakups, heartache, financial problems, stress, and just being overlooked for most of my career, the more I see that the light is coming. And when it comes, it will be so impeccable that we will all understand why we met on this podcast at this time. Thank you so much. I love you guys. And as my mother says, you know, enjoy the time in the forest, in the nature. It is so great. I'm going to watch baby show. Hey, he's a very young, kind of crazy. You know what? He's young, only one or two years old. It's kind of nice to enjoy him be wild. So that was Shohei, my mom's cat that she's been letting me borrow, who is obviously back with her. Pets are the greatest healer. Ciao for now. <laughs>